welcome to Unforgetting, a podcast about the underrated simplicity of being yourself. But I know that's not always easy, so we're going to talk about why. The fact is, we exist in systems that benefit from us forgetting. Join us as we unwrap our conditioning and unravel the truth of who we really are. Toxic positivity is bullshit. When we experience something painful in life, the last thing we need is to be told that it's all for the best. Because honestly, it kind of seems like the best outcome wouldn't have involved that much pain. This week, I'm talking about why toxic positivity sucks, reasons why your trauma doesn't make you a better person, why rushing ourselves through healing doesn't actually work, how we can integrate our pain, grief, and trauma into our lives without being crushed by it, and how my own grief impacts my life and how I'm creating more space for it. There's a content warning for this episode. I talk vaguely about grief and loss and more specifically about my experience with miscarriage and infertility. So if hearing about those things today doesn't feel good for you, then you can meet up with us next time. This is another solo episode because I need to schedule more interviews. So side note, if you know anyone that you think would be good for the show, please reach out. Okay, here is this week's episode. Before I get into the idea of what we can do instead of forcing ourselves to attempt toxic positivity when really shitty things happen to us, I want to share about a song that I was listening to recently that I really love and just hold on (laughs) while I explain this because it'll all make sense. So on a band named Odessa's album, A Moment Apart, the album opens with an intro that's sampled from a movie called Another Earth. I've never seen this movie. I didn't even know this was from a movie until I tried to figure out what this intro is from for this episode. Apparently it's from a movie that I haven't seen called Another Earth. So they sampled this section of the film where a woman is telling the story of a Russian cosmonaut. She talks for about a minute and then that intro bleeds into the first song on the album, which is called A Moment Apart. So this intro is about one minute long. I'm going to read to you the words that are said because it's really necessary here for me, for you to understand the gist of what I'm saying. So in the intro, it's a woman speaking and she says, do you know that story of the Russian cosmonaut? So he goes up into this big spaceship and he's got this portal window and he's looking out of it and he sees the curvature of the earth for the first time. And all of a sudden, this strange ticking begins out of the dashboard. And in the intro, you can start hearing like a ticking, right? And she continues, but he can't find it. He can't stop it. It keeps going. A few hours into this, it begins to feel like torture. What's he going to do? He's up in space. So the cosmonaut decides the only way to save his sanity is to fall in love with this sound. And in the intro, the ticking continues, this ticking sound. And then that bleeds into the beginning of the full song, A Moment Apart. And it's the beat of the song itself. So if you want, you can pause this podcast and go to the show notes on whatever app you're listening on. And there is a link to the song, A Moment Apart with the intro attached. So if you want to take like two minutes to just listen to the intro and see how it bleeds into the song, I recommend it. It's a good song and it helps set the scene for what we're talking about today. I really like this song and I don't often listen to it with the intro before it because it's a separate track and I have the other one like on a playlist without the intro attached. But I listened to it with the intro when I was having kind of a shitty day and it really 
hit home to me how often it's the case for us that we experience something painful and so painful that it could literally drive us crazy. You know, if we were had to sit in that pain all the time, that it would drive us nuts. Just like this astronaut up in space. To just be hearing our pain, to just be sitting in that, we could go crazy. But perhaps what we could do instead is to help it set the beat for the music in our life. Maybe that sounds a little cheesy, but just just bear with me for a second. When we experience trauma, the pain and the discomfort and the anxiety and the depression or whatever it is that we carry with us after that event, it doesn't just go away. And rather than trying to find some like positive silver lining in the pain that we're experiencing, what if we just let our pain be pain and still be a part of our life from there. Instead of needing to alchemize our pain into something beautiful in order for it to fit into our lives, what if we make room in our lives for the truth that we also experience pain? That this thing has happened to us and it is a life-altering experience. That the way that your life moves forward is different now because of this thing that has happened. What if we allow our lives to continue unfolding in its complexity. I know a lot of us, when we go through something really hard, when something really hurts, we want that pain to go away. <laughs> of course we do. No one likes feeling pain like that. That's super normal to want our heartbreak to go away or want our pain or our grief to go away. And what I'm offering today, if this feels good for you, is what if it doesn't have to go away. What can sometimes happen is we get this feeling of impatience with ourselves. Sometimes when we feel that level of impatience for ourselves, it's almost as if we're telling ourselves to end the pain, to put it away, to be quiet. Don't, don't show up here, right? Just go away. You're ruining my fucking life, which is, is valid. There's a lot of nuance here. What I'm offering is what if we play with the idea that our pain, that our trauma, that the truth of what happens to us or what we have gone through doesn't need to disappear in order for us to still have a beautiful life. Rather than trying to get our pain to go away or being driven insane by it, what if we integrate it into the music of our life? What if we let it be the beat that the rest of the music plays around? What if we stop waiting until we don't feel it to experience music? What if it's just part of our music? So although most concerts are completely overstimulating to me at this point in my life, and I've accepted that it's not where I'm meant to be, I do like classical music and I love going to the symphony. There's something so cool about witnessing dozens of musicians each playing their part, each playing their instrument, and just witnessing the music, the amazing music that comes out of them, I, I really enjoy it. However, if I were to just hear like the timpani or something, one of those huge drums just like beating on its own, right? That's not exactly as interesting <laughs> to me or enjoyable to me as hearing all of the strings and the trumpets and the flutes and everything playing all together, it's fucking beautiful. And the timpani has its part. That big drum has a really important part in setting the beat for everyone else and for creating the deep bass sounds of the piece. The music would not sound the same without it. If you listened to episode eight, I shared about my journey with miscarriage and recurrent pregnancy loss. And I was reflecting about this concept 
through the lens of my journey toward parenthood. Now, I obviously wish that my miscarriages did not happen and me and my husband are still on this journey together to have our children someday. My experience with that loss has changed who I am and with many types of grief. I don't think people are capable of understanding the depth of it unless they've gone through it themselves. And if you have experienced some type of loss in your life, you likely know what I mean. People can be very kind and supportive, but they don't really get it unless they've been there. And I'm glad that a lot of people in my life don't get it because this fucking sucks. In continuing this metaphor of the cosmonaut up in space, the ticking sound of my grief and fear and heartbreak in trying to become a mom was breaking me, like absolutely breaking me. Grief can be so relentless and consuming and unignorable. And I'm not going to go over the whole thing again, but if you want to hear more about my experience, you can check out that past episode. The point here is trying to be positive in this space, trying to frame my experience in a positive light is bullshit. No, it's what happened is terrible and continues to be terrible and is a really scary part of my life. And to be honest, I don't know that I'll ever get over what happened. I don't think I can get over what happened. It's just there. It's just part of me. And I think when I someday do have my children, however they arrive into my life, they are not going to erase the pain and the grief that I've felt on my journey to get to them. It's just part of my song. In so many ways, this experience has become the beat to the music of my life. And it's a really beautiful life. I was talking to someone else in my life who has experienced infertility and who now has beautiful children. And she was sharing with me how much she appreciates every moment with her kids and how aware she is of how precious it is. And I was sharing with her that looking at her kids, who I love so much, I can feel how real it is that life is a fucking miracle. And I feel so intensely connected to that truth. And I appreciate life so much because of what I have gone through. And I know that when I have a child, the miracle of that will not be lost on me. However, in this conversation I was having at the end, I said, but you know what? I think we would have been really, really good moms without this having happened to us. Having this balance of letting our pain be part of our song without needing to prove itself of some greater purpose in order for us to let it be there. I know I'm going to be a good mom and I'm going to appreciate the fuck out of it when I have my child, but that's not why I let my pain be there. That's not why I let myself acknowledge my pain and my grief because I would be a really good mom and appreciate the fuck out of it even if I didn't go through what I've been through. My pain doesn't need to do something for me in order for it to be there. It can just be there because it is there, because it's real, because what happened happened. It doesn't have to be pushed away or do something good for me in order for me to love the part of myself that is feeling that much pain. What if we just love those parts of ourselves without being like, well, what are you going to do for me? If we think of the language of internal family systems, which we have a couple episodes on if you want to learn more about this, but the idea that we have these different parts of us, there is a part of me that's grieving, a grieving part of me because of my miscarriages, because of the uncertainty of my motherhood. What if I just let her be who she is? 
without asking her to do something for me in return. And that's what toxic positivity can do. That's what, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You know, this idea of, no, I accept my pain because it does xyz for me how shitty is that <laughs> that we go through something really hard and in order to provide love for ourselves we have to get something out of it in return when that part of us is already hurting what if it just gets to share its sound share its truth and be part of the symphony of our lives i think it's bullshit when people suggest that we should be grateful for our trauma because it makes us a better person that's fucking bullshit you don't need trauma to be a good person i didn't need trauma to be empathetic i am acutely connected to people who have experienced loss the way that i have but i didn't need that to know that that's a shitty thing to go through and that people need support so i wish that you didn't have the trauma that you have. I wish that you didn't have the pain that you have, but the truth is that you do, and I do. I do have grief. I do have pain, and since you're a human being and there's a lot of pain in life, I'm guessing that that's true for you too, but what if we don't have to dress it up and make it productive to let it be part of our life? What if we can have a big, beautiful life without covering up our pain? What if we can be real with our feelings, real with our grief or our fear, and also enjoy life too. We can have both. What if we just let ourselves have both? Your wounded parts don't have to go away. You don't have to pretend. When we let our pain make its own music in the symphony of our lives, then those wounded parts of us don't have to go away. They don't feel abandoned by us. It's letting all of us be here in our lives. I wonder if there are some people in my life that are waiting for me to go back to how I was before I had all of this happen to me because I am different now. But the thing is, this isn't a temporary change. Sometimes we experience things that change us. And when that happens, it's adding depth to our song. As I've mentioned before on the show, my husband is a musician. And although he plays very nice ambient soundscapes for the ecstatic dance community here. He plays nice lullabies for me. He has some acoustic albums, but he also is a death metal musician, progressive death metal. And I have listened to the progressive death metal music that he writes and creates and the bands that he was part of. And I've told him, I don't really get it. It sounds like sounds to me. And he once said to me that that type of music is music for musicians. And he shared that some of the music that he listens to and some of the music that he creates is really most appreciated by people who understand the complexity and the technicality in the details of the music itself. And I am not a musician and I do not understand why that beats per measure switching means something. I don't know. But when he listens to it, when he listens to something else that's in this same genre, he appreciates it because he understands the complexity. And I think that when we stop trying to make every part of ourselves play a happy little beat, the toxic positivity jingle or whatever, when we allow all parts of us to share the truth of their reality, the truth of our pain alongside the truth of our happiness, the truth of our fear alongside the truth of our hope, it adds a complexity to our music. And when we surround ourselves with people who allow their own music to play at that level of complexity, we can create a community of support and appreciation for each other, for our experiences, without trying to get each other to change, to make us more comfortable. There is something so beautiful and touching and safe 
and loving when someone essentially says to us, I don't want to hear your pop chart hit. I want to hear your real song. I want to hear all of it. I want to hear the the range of your music, the range of your truth and, and your experience and your heart. And when I fully allow myself to express that way, it invites other people to do the same thing. So that's the metaphor I have for today. If you haven't checked out the Odessa song, please do. And let me know what you think. As always, take what feels good out of this If it doesn't land, that's okay. But my hope for you is that we create more spaces to allow ourselves to be how we really are. That means in celebration. That means when we feel really happy or when we feel really silly or when we feel really in love. But it also means when we feel scared, when we are grieving, when we feel sad or lonely. And rather than rushing ourselves out of that truth to hold ourselves there instead. Hey friends, thank you for listening to this episode. And now I've got a favor to ask you. If you resonated with what we talked about, can you send this episode to a friend or maybe a couple of friends? Because my vision for this podcast is that it starts conversations that extend beyond our AirPods. Let's bring these chats into our real lives with the people we spend the most time with. So if you want to join me in creating a community of people who talk about what's real and raw and true, then send this to a friend and continue the conversation. We can't build this without you.